Welcome to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Wendy Papazian. I'm Seychelle Van Poole. And I'm Sarah Reynolds. This month is Women's History Month. (laughs) Women's History Month for us has a special meaning because we very clearly realize that without standing on the shoulders of just incredible strong, dynamic, gritty, smart women that have paved the way for us, we wouldn't have the opportunities that we have had to pave the way for other women. And so for us, we wanted to take a moment and celebrate and champion and amplify some of the women that have impacted us. Some are historical, some are actually more recent, um, and uh, share some great stories with you of women that have impacted our world and impacted us personally. So without further ado, I'm going to let us jump in and, and we're going to share um, for Women's History Month some of the women that have made a difference for us. So when you all think about it, what that. are some of the names for you? Well, the first person that pops up, and I don't talk about her a lot, but um, was my was my boss when I lived in New York City. Mm. And um, when I got to New York, I interviewed at two companies. One was this little uh, public relations and marketing firm that helped nonprofits and colleges with their mm-hmm. New York PR. Mm. And the other one was actually a, a women's organization run by Bella Abzug, who's a pretty famous yeah. um She's a pretty famous pioneer of women's rights. And anyway, I picked uh, the PR firm because it paid more. And um, it was a really good decision because it it was a really small company. It was about six or seven people Mm. uh, run by an incredible woman named Carol Halstead, who was just, you know, the epitome of an entrepreneur. Like, that's the only way I could describe her. And without really knowing it, she taught me so many lessons about business and being a small business owner and loving on your employees and being generous with your time and um, all of the things that I hope to impart to the people in my world. And um, and you do. the har- mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, and the hard thing about that is, is my last year there, she actually got cancer. And mm-hmm. after I moved to Austin, she died. She died mm. of cancer. And here was this incredibly, and I just don't talk about it a lot, but it yeah. really, it affected me more than I, than I, than I think I realized because she had two beautiful daughters who were in their early twenties when she died and, um, incredible husband, um, actually who ran the Halstead property company, which was, a, mm, which was big a company. big, big, New, big New yeah. York firm then, um, and that's kind of how I got my first taste of real estate, but, um, yeah, just also this, this. I think she cemented in me this idea that uh, you don't get to live forever. You know, you have to take advantage of the time that's in front of you. And, you know, I have my memento mori coin, which is basically mm-hmm. a reminder that everybody dies. And um, so that's why I try to squeeze everything out of every day because it's, yeah. we're never guaranteed another one. Yeah. So, so true. That's yeah. absolutely right. You know, I think about um, my first internship in college. I worked for, um, she was in her early 20s at the time, actually. Her name was Tracy Curette Ward. And um, she taught me uh, so many things. Um, But, you know, coming in as a a really gregarious 17-year-old ready to learn, she really taught me what it was like to show up in an organization, how to be able to... um, 
work within a team. And some of the advice that she gave me, I still use today. But one of the most important things was when I was actually looking for my first full-time position, where she said, you know, the best way to get your foot in the door is actually to ask questions. It's not to show up with the answers. And if you can ask for informational interviews instead of a job, you're going to have more jobs than you know what to do with. And in New York, that was what I did. And that was, she gave me the advice to cold call every single CEO and ask for an informational interview with them. And after 12 different, you know, ad agencies later and meeting with every single CEO, you know, I had a job offer, but it was Tracy that really, um, yeah, we still stay in touch. Yeah. We still stay in touch too, but it was, it was really her, um, influence and encouragement and, um, you know, and really saying like, if that, you know, if this is what you want, go for it. Like, don't let anybody else tell you no, don't let anybody else discourage you. Like stay, stay true to who you are and go after what you want and ask questions because questions get you offers. Um, and I just thought that that was beautiful advice and I probably wouldn't have moved to New York and had the opportunities I had if it wouldn't have been for her. So I'm very thankful for her. Oh, me too. Me too. I, um, I'll keep with the trend here in terms of our first or, and or starting of our careers. Uh, I had a manager. So in college, I, uh, during the day I went to classes and then I, I started working at about 14 years old. I've always Mm -hmm. loved to work. Um, but in college I worked at New York and company, um, the store who, by the way, I, I think I might've shared this during our favorite things, but their online, they, they removed all their stores, physical stores, but you can get mm. the best dresses from that from mm-hmm. New York and Company. It's a great dress place for uh, that inexpensive too. Great, great clothes. Mm. Anyways, so I worked there, um, and my manager put that in the show notes. Was, yeah. Yes, I will. <laughs> her her uh, her name was Melissa, and I learned at a very young age what it was to have a leader that treated me like a friend, but then kept a distance away to still hold me accountable. And I think that's a very fine line we walk when we're, le- when we're leading and managing people is like, how do you, how do you know, show your people that you care about them, that you care about their world outside of their job. And at the same time, uh, hold them accountable. And so she taught me that. And I, I, a lot of what I do now with that came from her. Um, and so I'm so thankful for her and the impact she made on my life. Hmm. I love that. Well, it's love interesting, that. like how all three of us had these really strong influences, um, early on in our careers that kind of gave us encouragement to keep going. I wonder what our worlds. I mean, we're all three pretty determined humans, but I wonder like what our path would have looked like if we had people less supportive early on. Um, and what a difference that's made. It makes me think about her best life and how we are lifting as we're climbing and, you know, what, what are we doing to pull that next generation of women behind us up? So I think that's a huge difference. I love that. Well, one of the other things I was ruminating on as I was thinking about this episode is, you know, I just read a lot of biographies growing up. And I don't know, I, I still love biographies. I read a lot of biographies, I guess, because I'm a people person. And um, when I was Googling like famous women who have changed the world, a lot of these 
uh, biographies that I read um, came up. And Mm. uh, I think it's so important, especially for young women to hear the stories of Mm -hmm. other women's success. I don't know why it's more important for women, but it just really is. It's Mm -hmm. it's just more important. And um, and so that's part of the, you know, the mission of Her Best Life is to amplify each other's stories. Like we all need to hear it. And I've had so many people come up to me and I know you guys have too, saying like, hey, just thank you for sharing your story. Like you, you, you sharing your story really impacted me. Mm -hmm. And so for those of you who think maybe you don't have a story to tell, that's not, it's just not true. You do have a story Mm -hmm. to tell Mm -hmm. and you should be out there telling your story and inspiring others as you grow and also listening to stories of those that have come before you. Um, But the two things that popped out at me were um, there was a woman named Bessie Coleman she was actually the uh, first African American female pilot. She mm. was like the, the the Black Amelia Earhart, um, and she also died when she was very young, thirty four. Uh, mm. But talk about overcoming mm. incredible odds to do what she did. Um, and then I remember reading a book on Nellie Bly, who was uh, she was a journalist. Mm. And she really stood up for writing about things that mattered because back then, if you were a female journalist, you got to write about fashion or gardening mm-hmm. or society. And she really focused on writing about the poor and oppressed, which which was also about women. Yeah. Honestly, Big most time. of the most you know most majority of people in poverty are women and children in this country. And, um, and anyway, I just remember that, especially, you know, I be- ended up becoming a journalism major, but those, those were the two that kind of like popped out at me. Um, and it's just two of so many stories. So, so many stories. And the problem with our history, mainly white history is, um, it's all written, you know, and if you didn't get, if you didn't have the access to get your history written down, your story got lost, you know? Yeah. So true. Uh, a, a group of a group of women that um, definitely impacted our history is uh, from they actually did a movie about them called Hidden Figures. And mm. my my son, Lincoln. So I've got a, a three and a half year old uh, son, Lincoln, and he is obsessed. He's like almost in high school now. <laughs> it's crazy. It's he is obsessed with space. <laughs> obsessed. Mm. I'm talking, we talk about space every day for hours, <laughs> every night at bedtime. It's space, space, That's space. So cool. It is. And a group of women is actually who helped us discover space. Uh, and so much, every time I, I read with him, I think about their influence on things. And so it was a group of women, Catherine Johnson, Dorothy Vaughn, and Mary Jackson, um, were from the movie Hidden Figures. Um, Mm. But three female African-American, they were actually mathematicians, which was so rare um, for, 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 and they, as a group, helped us get to space and uh, all that we've discovered about our universe uh, through their influence. So, yeah, it's really funny. Hmm. I don't know if you remember that movie where um, they, they, there was no bathroom Mm-hmm. close to where they were. Yes. So they had to go all the way across this, this big campus, I guess, to get to the, get to the women's bathroom. 
And um, Lee, who works with my team, the amazing Lee, shout out to Lee if you're listening to this, uh, she was telling me, you know, her daughter is a rocket scientist who works at NASA, which is incredible. And she's wow. and she basically said, it hasn't changed a lot. Like her daughter <laughs> has to go, not not across campus, but a long ways. It's a struggle for her. Yeah. And oh, she's wow. pregnant. And so it's like she's just oh, like yeah, every like some, 10 minutes. Some things then. never change, you know. Yeah. Some things never change. Yeah. Well, we've but, come we've come so far yet. It's such a reminder that we still have a long ways to go. And um Quinn's school, we're in the first um Dallas ISD like elementary school that they have ever had in downtown Dallas. So our city is 160 years old. There's never been an elementary school in downtown Dallas. So our school is the first. And it was named after a woman named Ida B. Wells. And um, I don't know if you've heard of her before, but she was actually born in Mississippi into slavery and was freed um, very young by the Emancipation Proclamation and lost her parents, like, I think before she was 16, like both of her parents passed away. But she grew up to be um, one of the co-founders of the NAACP and uh, was really mm. involved early, early in the 1920s in the civil rights movement and really dedicated her life to education and um, civil liberties and equality, um, not, you know, for both African-American and people of different backgrounds, but also for women. And um, it's just incredible. So it's been awesome that Quinn is at this you know, school that's 50-50 socioeconomic in the heart of downtown Dallas with all the urban things that exist with that. Um, with Ida B. Wells, it's kind of our, our matriarch of it. It's been really cool to get to learn about her and her history because until then, I I hadn't learned about her. And so Quinn's, you know, getting to grow up with this matriarch as, as part of her school's history, which is really cool. I love that. Yeah, and to give a, a shout out to Coco Chanel, we think about women Ooh, who yes. who changed business, right? Yes. Yeah, she was born in 1883. Wow. That's just incredible. It's incredible. And yet, and yet you still, like her purses are actually some of my favorite. Like if there's a splurge purse, Chanel would be my splurge. That's the one Not to get. Gonna lie. Yeah. She invented the shoulder bag. What? She invented the shoulder bag. Before That's that, cool. women just carried these little clutches around. Which True. is very, Which is, like, not convenient, It's honestly. bullshit. Yeah. No, it's bullshit. <laughs> well, how am I going to put my yeah, stuff in there? because women have no pockets, <laughs> right? What There's am I no pockets do? in any clothes. There's no yeah. pockets in my dresses so, yet. Come on. Yeah. So Coco was like, hey, let's put a strap on this thing. So smart. Hello. Hello. So smart. And what I love about her is, you know, I think uh, for a lot of women, you have to walk this fine line of being mm -hmm. sexy, attractive, feminine, mm -hmm. And then also a business owner, mm -hmm. you know, and I think mm -hmm. she undoubtedly did that better than anyone. And mm -hmm. I think last year her her brand, which is still going, so she's got a legacy business, was valued at over thirteen billion dollars. So wow, not too unbelievable! It's not, not too shabby. You know who I think about like a modern day Coco Chanel would be like a Sarah Blakely, for sure. Totally, like yeah. she to me would be modern day Coco. I love her. Incredible. She put she put yeah. shoulder straps on ladies' lingerie. Really? Just <laughs> well, think about it. Actually, it was weird because I yeah. saw one of those, it's like on Facebook or I don't know, the internet or something oh, where, yeah. where they had this, they had this girdle, Yeah. which I guess I knew what a girdle was. I've never worn a girdle, but it's, it's what you wore before Spanx. It yeah, was like it's modern wear, Spanx. but it yeah. had, but it had like bones in it. Like mm -hmm. so uncomfortable, you know, it made so. you look good, but mm -hmm. oh gosh, mm -hmm. oh, God, the things the women put up with. I know. Yeah. Insane. 
I, I got to learn a lot about uh, Betsy Ross, Olivia, my mm. oldest. And talk about uh, growing. So she's 10 on Saturday. Uh, oh my my gosh. first baby. Uh, Double so digits, baby. I, I'm officially a mom now. I feel like if you have a 10-year-old, it's like, I've, I'm official. Like I'm staying around as a mom. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's yeah. official right when they're born. Yeah, I but <laughs> I don't think there's a 10-year vesting period. Uh, but I learned so much uh, from her. From her. Uh, and so she, so she did a um, speech, a presentation on Betsy Ross. And she's my little uh, speaker. I mean, she loves to public speak and does such a phenomenal mm. job. And so she really, she really brings you in as she's speaking, and you learn so much. Um, and Betsy Ross had multiple uh, husbands pass away, and then was asked to make make the American flag, and mm. didn't let any of her family stuff be an excuse to not contribute. And I think that there's something to be said for that with grit. And all, mm-hmm. everyone's life is hard. I think so many times we see people's lives and we only see the good, especially on social mm-hmm. media, right? But everyone has struggles and to hear about some women that had some really big personal struggles. She lost mm-hmm. one of her babies um, under one years old um, and just had a lot of death around her, but mm-hmm. yet still made an impact on mm-hmm. our country. So that was cool. That's incredible. I think about um, a biography that I loved studying is... Um, Rose Kennedy's biography. Mm-hmm. Can, we, can we just, can I say one thing about yeah. Betsy? Yes, Betsy please. Ross. Okay. Just, it's something funny and then we can talk about something serious. But so Jay <laughs> has this, um, Jay's mom is like really good at framing all these funny things that Jay did as a kid. And so there's this little essay that Jay wrote and it says, Batsy Ross, this is B-A-T-S-Y, big letters, Batsy Ross. And it said, Batsy Ross had a flag. Its name was Old Say. (laughs) You know, like, oh, say, can you see? Yeah. Old Say. And it's just like really funny. I don't know. It was hanging in his room. It's really sweet. So sweet little Jay. I know. Anyway, Sorry. No, I love that. I would love, we have to see if we can get a picture of that. That's your mission. See if you can get a picture I of will. it. I will. I can okay. do that. We'll put that in the show notes. Yeah. Okay. On it. Um, so Rose Kennedy is a biography I love. Um, she had nine kids and was married to Joe Kennedy, who was a um, ambassador for the U.S. in the United Kingdom. So they like lived over there for a while and then came back, right? And of course, her kids, if you think about it, right, she had... John F. Kennedy, who they called Jack. She had Robert. She had Ted, right? All went on to national wow. um, political like fame. But also, like if you think about it, she lost how many of her kids? She had um, Joseph, her oldest son, died in World War II. Kathleen, her daughter, also died as a nurse in World War II. So she had two there. Then she mm. had Jack and Robert. So four of her ki- of her nine, sorry, she had nine kids. Four of her nine kids passed away while she was still alive. Wow. And then her husband had a stroke and passed away. And then one of her daughters um, like had um, a lot of disabilities and a lot of life struggles. And so I think about that. Five of her nine kids plus her husband passed away like during her lifetime. And yet she kept going and she kept persisting and um you know was really a big part of carrying on JFK's legacy after he passed away she and Jackie Onassis were the ones that really created Camelot 
and like how we know all of his legacy is because Rose carried it on. And one of the things that she did as a parent that I took notes from was um, she carried around uh, index cards in her purse. And anytime the kids did something interesting, she would just write down their name and date and what they said or did. And then she just put it in a little like, like a recipe box. And so when each of her kids grew to whatever level they were, um, she had a whole box of memories to be able to write their biographies that she would hand over. Isn't that crazy? That makes me think about, so we set up like, that's before the book of faces. Yes. So we set up like an, (laughs) cause like our daughter Quinn really isn't, we don't like post a lot about her on social media, but I set up like a, an email account for her that will send her stories or photos or videos or something interesting that she does. So when she's 17 or 18, we'll give her the password to it. Um, (laughs) But I just think about it kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully I remember the password when she's 17 or 18, but you know, we'll figure that out when we get there. Um, But yeah, yeah. I just think about like, how, how do you, how, how are you intentional about creating memories and how are you intentional about then capturing them um, to be able to go back and revisit them later? Uh, I think was just something really neat as far as a parenting tip from her, um, from raising really strong kids. And the other thing she would do is clip up um, newspaper articles and put them all on the table during dinner time. And each of the kids would take an article and read it and then talk about it, which I thought was really cool too. Mm. So, and that was how they learned current events and became really savvy with world events. Yeah. So she just had like some really interesting parent, like parenting things that I just thought were really cool. I love that. Well, another uh, person that I was researching was Estee Lauder. Ooh, also you're deep into like the, the fashion, like. Well, these are these are business women world. who kind of yeah. I mean, I love I mean, it. Think about it. She she changed the world. Yes. Um, she was born in 1908. Mm. Okay, she she just died recently. She was almost 100, mm. and she built a cosmetic empire on this idea that um, you tell a woman about it. So it's like the original word of mouth marketing. And that's how she built her $16 billion business, which wow. is pretty incredible. That yep. is pretty incredible. Yep. That's what a great name. Cool. Estee Lauder and Coco Chanel. Seriously. That helps too. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. Let's talk about great names. Yes. I love that. You should go as like Coco Seychelle. That'd be that was a my great cat's Halloween name. costume for you. It really would be. That's my cat's Coco name. Coco Seychelle? No, it's Coco. Oh. But I like, oh. is that my stage name? Should that be? A, That's your stage name. It's my stage Coco name. Coco Seychelle. Seychelle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Or like, well, what I, was it that like we, it. oh, sorry, Sarah, go ahead. Well, I can't uh, talk about women's history or women without mentioning uh, my Meemaw uh, and just her mm-hmm. uh, legacy that she left with me. So uh, she passed away last year. And um, I think about her often. Gr- grief is such an interesting thing. Um, I know, say, you've been going through that um, with the passing of your of your daddy. And then um, I know yeah. me with my Meemaw was somewhat similar timing. Um, and then I know the Papazans have also um, been d- dealing with grief as well uh, and as a family. And so it's so, so interesting. They come, it comes at you sometimes unexpectedly, right? And uh, we had onboarding, we were onboarding a group of agents and we always show a video of um, the history of our company and of our of our family because it's still very much a family owned business. And in the video, I talk about my grandparents and I talk about my mima. And uh, I forgot 
that that was going to be played. And so I come mm-hmm. in onboarding, you know, so, mm-hmm. so excited to onboard um, everyone and they play, start playing the video and I'm just like oh. sobbing. I'm like, oh. so of course the, all of my new agents are like, I'm not sure about this leader being so, <laughs> uh, not realizing that, you know, it, it's still it's fresh. It's still fresh, right? Yeah. Um, but she's yeah. had such a big influence and I've been leaning into the impact that she's had on my life. And one of the biggest um, sort of things that come from her is um, my ability to be an encourager of others. And mm. that's that's a superpower of mine is seeing the positive in every person. And that came from her. It wasn't, it's mm. not a Sarah thing. It, she imparted mm. that on me. And I'm just so grateful for that. And I, I want to do it more, amplifying others and encouraging them and um, sh- uh, shining the light on the positive things that uh, how God created them. And that's because... My Meemaw did that with everyone she met and mm. uh, what mm. an amazing impact she's had. So one dimension. Well, I can definitely that. see that trait for you. There's no question of that. That's sure. definitely something for you sure. have. Do you guys want to hear that. a young um, female story about a little world changer? There was, yes, um, sure. there was a, a girl who actually happens to be a great cousin of mine named Grace Bedell was her name. And she was lived in Virginia And when um, Abraham Lincoln was thinking about running for president, he, like, if you've ever, like, actually looked or, like, heard accounts of him, he was, like, really tall, really gangly, stood out in, like, kind of a super awkward way. And um, he uh, was running for president, and it wasn't actually going all that well, and he lost a couple times, actually. But when he started running again, Grace decided to write him a letter telling him that he needed to grow a beard because the ladies would think he was better looking if he did and would get their husbands to vote for him. And um, he ran, grew a beard, and then won, and then actually went and visited her town on his victory tour and thanked her for writing the letter to grow a beard because he felt like that made a big difference. Isn't that crazy? So it was a story we always shared when we were little. My my mom and my grandma always shared it as an example of you're never too small to change something in the world. And I think it's a great reminder for our young ones as we're raising them up, right? You're never too little to make a big impact. I love that. And what a great place to wrap. Today was so good uh, talking about Women's History Month. I mean... Women deserve all 12 months, but it's nice to celebrate them in at least one. I guess the other 11 are Men's History Month. I don't know. <laughs> but um, I love I loved all the short stories that we shared about women who are impactful in our life. And the theme that I saw this, this episode was really this idea of, um, you know, we lift as we climb. So yes. we've all had incredible people who've influenced us and we are influencing people that we don't even know. And this is, this is for everybody that's listening, right? You have had people influence you and you are influencing people more than you know. Uh, and so just to continue on the journey, you know, it's, a it's, um, the mountain isn't always an easy place to climb and yet together, uh, by sharing our stories, we all, uh, make a greater impact together. So go out there, guys, continue to build your big businesses and lead your even bigger lives. And, and Wendy, Bye. real quick, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Not by yet. Not yeah. by. Uh, cause oh. I don't want, I don't want this episode to end. Sorry. I'm, I'm getting so passionate right now, but I don't want this episode to end without us talking about 
our mission at Her Best Life. If this episode and in women's history in general has really influenced you this month, um, we are looking for more females to join our Her Best Life community. And that is what Her Best Life is about. It's an organization that we run together and it's about really amplifying one another in our businesses and how God made it, made us to impact others. Because honestly, all of us stand on the shoulders of women who marched before me. And if it, that's what, uh, that's a quote um, from Rhea Shriver. And with that makes me think of our Her Best Life mission. Um, and so we would love to invite all of our listeners to join the Her Best Life community. Go to herbestlife.com um, and look at our Nashville event. Um, if you are passionate about changing the world and making it better, you need to be at that event. Uh, in September. So go to herbestlife.com, get your ticket because last year we sold out many months in advance. So get your ticket Mm -hmm. right now um, and help us make the world a better place for our daughters. So join us at herbestlife.com. Okay, guys. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.